Welcome to our daily portion with WIT Ministries. I'm Matt Russell, and I'm the director of WIT Ministries. And at Walking in Truth Ministries, we want to help people to be able to live a more God-centered, God-focused life and uh, in every aspect of their life. So the purpose for this podcast is for us to really strengthen our biblical discipline of reading the Bible. So I'm going to read a scripture every day where I'm going to share a nugget about that scripture. And then I'm going to say a little prayer at the end. And that will be the entirety of our episodes for this podcast. Uh, Please feel free to check us out at walkingintruthministries.org. Or you can also check out our other podcast, which is Living the Wit Life with Walking in Truth Ministries. I hope that this podcast blesses you as much as it blesses me. And uh, let's go ahead and get started with our daily portion. Are you concerned about what the future holds? Are you confident that the retirement plans that you have today will still be secure tomorrow? Let us help you by clearing up the uncertainty. This is Matt Russell, the director of WIT Ministries. Many of us at Walking in Truth Ministries are bivocational, working in our ministry as well as in the financial services industry at WinBig Financial Group. We help people to build a tax-free and risk-free retirement. Give me a call at 817-903-2575 to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, Call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless. Genesis 6, the corruption of mankind. Now it came about when men began to multiply in the face of the land and daughters were born to them. But the sons of God saw that the daughters of men were beautiful and they took wives for themselves whomever they chose. Then the Lord said, My spirit shall not strive with man forever, because he also is flesh. Nevertheless, his days shall be one hundred and twenty years. The Nephilim were on the earth in those days, and also afterward, when the sons of God came into the daughters of men, and they bore children to them. Those were the mighty men who were of old, men of renown. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great on the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. The Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. The Lord said, I will blot out man whom I have created from the face of the land, from man to animals to creeping things and to birds of the sky, for I am sorry that I have made them. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. These are the records of the generations of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, blameless in his time. Noah walked with God. Noah became the father of three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now the earth was corrupt in the sight of God, and the earth was filled with violence. God looked on the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted their way upon the earth. Then God said to Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence because of them, and behold, I am about to destroy them with the earth. Make for yourself an ark of gopher wood. You shall make the ark with rooms, and shall cover it inside and out with pitch. This is how you shall make it. The length of the ark, 300 cubits, its breadth, 50 cubits, and its height, 30 cubits. You shall make a window for the ark and finish it to a cubit from the top and set the door of the ark in the side of it. 
you shall make it with lower, second, and third decks. Behold, I, even I, am bringing the flood of water upon the earth to destroy all flesh in which is the breath of life from under heaven. Everything that is on the earth shall perish, but I will establish my covenant with you, and you shall enter the ark, you and your sons and your wife and your sons' wives with you. And of every living thing of all flesh, you shall bring two of every kind into the ark to keep them alive with you. They shall be male and female. Of the birds after their kind, and of the animals after their kind, of every creeping thing on the ground after its kind. Two of every kind will come to you to keep them alive. As for you, take for yourself some of all food which is edible, and gather it to yourself, and it shall be for food for you and for them. Thus Noah did according to all that God had commanded him. So he did. Love when you talk about the the story of Noah, how uh, there was a point in time where you would hear people say, that's not true, that's an old wives' tale, that's just, you know, one of these made-up stories in the Bible, God's just trying to make a point, it didn't really happen. But here's here's some, a uh, little bit of insight. Every single ancient earthly religion and civilization, all of them, have in it a some story of a flood, a very large flood. So if all of the ancient religions have in it a story of a historical flood, you would tend to think that either it's a massive coincidence that they all had the same story or that the flood actually existed. Well, since that was brought up, people then said, Okay, well, that just proves that the flood happened. That that doesn't prove that the Bible's right. That doesn't prove, you know, that Judeo-Christian history is accurate. And then they found the um, the remnants of an ancient ark on a mountaintop, one of the highest mountains over in the Middle East. And then their story changed. So once the evidence, once you sit and you you ridicule and you you talk negative and you know the people are just sitting here putting it down and putting all this doubt and trying not to rather than just believing, they want to come up with every reason and justify why they're not believing. But then as soon as there's evidence there to prove, okay, so all these religions, all these ancient civilizations, all of them have a, an ancient flood. That just proves there's a flood. Doesn't mean that the Bible's right. Okay. So then we find a ancient ark matching the description of the ark, Noah's ark, on top of a mountain over in the Middle East. Oh, well. Okay. Well, that, that kind of narrows it down to where the biblical story is true. And you know what the response was? Yeah, well, Noah was a drunk. So as soon as the story's been proven rather since you can't or since they can't argue the actual fact or uh, the theory in their their mind since they can't argue that anymore because there's evidence that's found to prove it to be correct their next step is to do what's known as a character attack and they attack Noah and his character well here's good news for you I know it is so completely misread Depending on which translation you have, it's missing text. 
when they de-Judaized the Bible and Christianity, they got rid of a lot of um, explanation of a lot of these early stories. A lot of these early, early um, takes here in the Bible are left as mystery or with less understanding because we've taken text away from it. And God said, don't take from or add to. Yet still, we accepted that some of it's been taken away. That makes sense. But anyways, so in this text, so many people see, well, he's perfect. He's completely righteous. No, it says that he was the most righteous. It was the only one that God saw as righteous in his time. It's the only one. So out of everyone that's out there, he's the best. But also it talks about the Nephilim. And again, when you research deeper into this, looking at multiple scriptures, it's referring to the fact that the ancient spirits, it's, it's very confusing when they refer to them as the sons of God. The ancient spirits, these are the old fallen angels who are going over the earth, impregnating women, creating a mixed species, who grew to be very powerful, who did not have any righteousness in them. And now they've all been changed. And God now is regretting, not that he made man, but that this has happened to his creation of man and he's got to start over he didn't regret mankind he didn't look back and say man I sure wish I wouldn't have made Adam that's a misread that's not consistent with the rest of scripture it says he was he was frustrated with the fact that man has not is no longer man it has been changed and the only one who has seen the most pure in his time, the one of the purest bloodline was Noah and his family. Therefore, since they're the purest, they are the most right, not that they are the perfect. No, by no means are they perfect, but they are the most pure of all the mankind on the earth. So God chose him. And by the way, he was extremely old. <laughs> he was an old man. Now pick, put yourself in his shoes to where all of a sudden God comes and says, okay, I want you to build an ark. And I want you to warn all the people. You're old. You're just going, oh man. I don't want to do that. You know, maybe you have a little bit of the way Jonah felt when he was told that he needed to go talk to the people and he didn't want to out of fear. That's not what Noah did. He said, yes. And he did it. God asked, Noah responded, and he did it. The world looked at him as a laughingstock and he still did it. He obeyed God without even fully understanding, put it all together, and through his obedience, God saved the world. Not 
all complete and total and done and finished work. But you can see through Noah, through Daniel. I mean, there, there's Daniel, Noah. There's, there's a few. You can see that God did some work to redeem. And then, of course, Jesus. Jesus would be that final and full redemption. And see, even after Jesus came, remember, Jesus came to save the world, right? So we're living in a perfect world now? No, because we still have the keys to this world. Mankind still has the authority over this world. And we are also under the authority, our spiritual battle with Satan and his fallen angels. So we have to make a choice. Do we say yes to God and do what he asks us to do and obey? Father, help us to, to just know the answer to that. We know that we have choice. We get to choose. And for some people, it's easy. For some people, it's, it's, it's not that easy. It's difficult for them to, to decide. Well, Father, I just pray for, I, I pray confusion away. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would just take that spirit of confusion and just cast it away. Take it out of people's minds, of their eyes, of their ears. That they would not be confused, that they could see clearly. And Father, as people pursue you, digging deeper into your word and seeking your face, your kingdom, your Bible promises, your word promises, you'll take care of it. Thank you that you're consistent in that. And I thank you for um, the gift, even before it's been given. Help more people to know the truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today, and I hope that uh, that blesses you, either as an individual or uh, with you and your other loved ones. Uh, maybe this is uh, something that you're utilizing to to spend with your family, uh, some time around God's Word, and uh, of course, that is great. I love that, and I'd love to hear how uh, the Daily Portion podcast is blessing you. If you would, just go to our website at walkingintruthministries.org. And um, go on there and just drop us a little note about uh, this podcast or one of our other podcasts or even just check out the events that we have available. Uh, But again, thank you very much and look forward to seeing you again tomorrow as we dig into our daily portion with WIT Ministries. God bless.